Say, don't give up on God. Cause he won't, cause he won't. Can we say it one more time? Oh. Because we know he's able because he can do it hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of the Lord hallelujah bless the Lord it is good to be in the house of the Lord are you glad to be here amen it's good to see you people of God it's good to be in the house of the Lord and I thank God for another opportunity amen to be here to be in his presence to stand before his people stand before God and stand before his people amen, amen. you know it's, it's 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 challenging it is challenging to come before the people of God do you know that it is challenging amen because there's so many things within ourselves amen and let me just be honest with with me Amen. Before the Lord and before God's people. It's challenging because I know I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be in front of you. I don't deserve to be here. But thank God for Jesus. (laughs) It's Jesus. It's by his blood. It's because I'm the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. That enables me. Amen. And we thank God. Amen. Giving honor to God. So, amen. The Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. Amen. My leaders, Bishop and Pastor Ingram. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise for them. Come on, we have great leaders, people of God. You ought to thank God. Amen. We have true leaders that are really, really walking in the ways and in the fear of the Lord. And I love the example that they are before us. Amen. Because it's it's not phony. Amen. It's not phony. Amen. To be spiritually connected to them and to be naturally connected to them, that, I don't know, I I feel special. (laughs) I feel a double something there. Amen. But But what's great... Is, is, is being able to see what God is doing through them spiritually, but also know them naturally and that there ain't no phoniness. Amen. What you, what you see is not a show. What you see is, is, is not fake. Amen. Because there's a lot of fakeness in, le- in leadership. Did you know that? There's a lot of leaders out there that are one way in church on Sundays and another way when they walk out those doors. That the first lady is smiling and sitting in the seats or just standing there with the stone face. And when she leave here, I I can't believe he said that. (laughs) What? What? And that pastor is acting up. He's a phony. Amen. And that's why it's important for us to keep our leaders in prayer. Amen. The enemy's after us. But you know who the enemy is after even more? Uh, those that are in leadership the, the enemy is trying to take these leaders down and these leaders are falling one by one we church it's time to pray these are the last days whether you want to believe it or not whether you want to accept it or not these are the last days we have to pray the body of Christ it is our job to pray for our leaders to uplift them Amen. When, when, the, when the children of Israel were out there fighting and Moses was standing there, he didn't do it on his own. When his arms were down, the Israelites were defeat, being defeated. But it took two people. 
It took a person on the left side. It took a person on the right side to lift their arms because they can't do this alone. There is a lot to be done and our leaders cannot do it on their own. What if you was just born with just a head and not a body? It's funny. It's funny. But what was you what if you was just born with a head and nothing else? It is the body. When that head speaks, the body should listen and respond and do something the body has work to do. When the head eats, when the head sees, when the head hears, it all goes it Somebody don't hear this. <laughs> it all goes into the body. What the head intakes, the body responds to, the body must react to. So whatever's in the head, amen, has to translate out to us. Let's keep our leaders in prayer, amen. And I thank God for my wife, amen, and my help meet. And I thank God for the strength that God has given her to deal with me. <laughs> Because sometimes I'm a piece of work. Sometimes I'm just a handful. Sometimes I'm invisible. Husbands, listen to me. Sometimes I'm invisible. Husbands, listen to me. Sometimes I'm invisible. My wife did not marry the invisible man. So it is important as her husband to make sure I am there, I am present, I am there spiritually and naturally. I don't know why the Lord is leading me here, but husbands, it is important for us to be there because she can't do it by herself. She didn't marry herself. Oh God. I'm going to get some letters. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to get an email. <laughs> I'm going to get a text. So, all right. Amen. We got to be there, husbands. It's up to us, amen, to be there and love our wives as Christ loved the church. Amen. And do a better job. Husbands, let's do a better job. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, I know you ain't come to hear all that. That's cool. <laughs> I come to tell you all that, but there is a word from the Lord, and amen, and as we continue with the title that our bishop was given by the Lord, it's all about Jesus, and we're going to stay right there, and the thought for this week that the Lord has given us, amen, is walking with God makes the impossible possible, amen. And that sounds, you know, pretty simple. It sounds pretty cliche, if, if you will. But there's, there's, there's nothing cliche about that. These are, it's simple. Walking with God makes the impossible possible because many times we take matters into our own hands. We take impossible situations on that we need to put in the hands of God. We need to take things that we can't handle and give it over to the Lord. And I know that I have a problem with giving things over to God. I tell God, Lord, it's in your hands. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need you to do it. But if I'm honest, right after I tell God and think I give it to God, here I go with my bag. And I take it, and I try and handle it, and it usually doesn't work out so well. Because I'm taking on the impossible. I'm taking, not oh, oh God, not only am I taking on the things that I think are possible, I'm taking the impossible and trying to get it done. But it's not working out. And if it's not working out for me, let me look at you. It ain't working out for you either. Give it over to the Lord and leave it there. Cast our care upon, cast our care upon, for he careth for us. Thank you, Peter. Amen. The challenge, 
Oh, you're going to like this one. You ready? Listen to the challenge. Ready? Believe God's word. <laughs> Last year, we were on the title, I Must Believe God. And I know you've heard me say this more than once, and I'm going to say it again. And I love letting Bishop know this. Those words changed my life. I must believe God. And as simple as that sounds, people of God, sometimes it's just too hard to believe. How, how simple is it? You, I, you call me and you tell me, hey, bro, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do A, B, and C. And here's what I have a choice to do. I can believe what you tell me or not believe it. But since it's you and I trust you and I know you, hey, I might even like you. I t- listen to what we do. I take your word and say, all right, you got it. We put more faith in what... We put more faith in what people say and not the word of the Lord. But the Lord is trying to bring us to a level where his word supersedes people's word. Amen? Amen. Believe God's word. So here's what's not going to happen today. You're not going to shout. You're not going to get excited. (laughs) Guess what? You ain't even going to clap. You're not going to like what I'm going to tell you. Check this out. Um, Here's the word. Mark 8 and 36 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? And here's what 2 Peter 3 and 9 says. I love this. Listen to this. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering because we don't have patience. <laughs> right? Because we go from zero to 60 in no time flat. But God, thank you, thank you, Lord, because sometimes I'm acting up. Sometimes I'm a fool. Sometimes I just don't listen. Sometimes I just don't get it right. Sometimes I'm not paying attention. Sometimes God is tapping me on the shoulder and I'm not getting it. Hey, Lee. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But thank you, Lord, because you are long-suffering. Long-suffering. Well, I can read these, this without my glasses. But it's long-suffering to us word, towards us. Not willing, here we go. Here we go, those of us that's going to evangelize and take those flyers. Oh, you didn't see the flyers in the back? Those flyers back there. And we're going to get a whole bunch more. Not willing that any should perish, but that all, how many? How many? All should come to repentance. What is this saying? God made man to serve him. God made mankind that we would serve him. Are many people going to hell? Yep. Are many people going to die and not receive Jesus Christ? Yep. But here's what God did for you and I. He saved us so that we can go and get somebody saved. That all should come to repentance. What is that repentance? Go from sin and death to free from sin and life. Amen. And so the Lord brought me to a story that I honestly was not familiar with, that, that I fell in love with while studying, because God shows that he doesn't want nobody to die, and he will do whatever it takes. God is going to do whatever it takes to get that unsaved person, to get that sinful man, to get that sinful woman, to bring them to him. 
I want you to listen to this story in the word of God. We're going to bring our text from 2 Kings, the fifth chapter. Thank God for his word. Amen. Story about a man, a man and God's prophet. And, and, and uh, Elisha, who was a powerful, who was the, who, who was the successor of Elijah. And we all are very familiar, amen, with these uh, with these men of God, amen, and how God used Elisha mightily. We hear more about Elijah, amen, but you need to look at the life of Elisha, amen. This man asked for, he asked, did I say it right, honey? He asked for something <laughs> that was seemingly impossible. God used his servant Elijah mightily. As a matter of fact, Elijah is one of the two individuals that did not die. We know about Enoch. Our bishop has spent some time in Genesis, the fifth chapter, about Enoch, the prophet, amen, the man of God who did what? Okay, Latoya was paying attention. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's been to listen. There's been a couple of sermons that came through here about this man of God who walked with God and with, and with walking with God, the impossible becomes possible. Those things that we thought could not be done, God gets it done through this man, amen, Enoch, for 300 years, walked with God. And so he gets taken out of here and he was, and he was not. For God took him. And now we have Elijah, another powerful man of God. We don't know his birthplace. We don't know uh, where he came from. We don't know anything about his parents. But here's another man who was walking with God, who was serving the Lord, who was doing some mighty works through the Lord. God used this man mightily. And then one day, he gets taken out of here. He didn't taste death. Yet, God took him. But before he leaves, his servant, the man who's walking with him, the man who's serving alongside of him, decides to ask this question. If I see you go, when you go, put a double portion of that on me. But how many know you got to be careful what you're asking God for? I know uh, everyone in this room is pretty smart because it looked like it. Oh, you got a such shiny face when you put some lotion on. You look so beautiful. <laughs> you look so cool. You don't look as beautiful as my wife. You know I'm trying to score points. <laughs> but you got to watch what you are asking God for. Because God will give you the desires of your heart. You know that? Amen. But when he's giving you what you want and when you're asking for certain things, listen, be careful because there's a responsibility that comes with those things that you're asking for. I remember I used to ask God, uh, I said this one time and I, I was like, man, should I have said that? But I'm going to say it again. I used to ask God to make me preach like Bishop. I used to, listen, I'm, listen, because I admired so much what God was doing through our bishop. Coming up, watching him, because I came back to church in 1999. And when I heard him speak at my mother's house, that's where the church was. I said, oh, snap. And my words were, look at Unk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's bad. <laughs> Look at how he's preaching. He's not spitting. He's happy. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong. Listen, don't get it twisted. Listen, if that's how, you know, some people get down, that's how they get down. And listen, I don't, listen, I don't know how God does it through people, but what I appreciated and what, what, what I wasn't uh, ready for was the teaching. 
I expect, I came in there with a level of expectation of preaching and I was looking for, I came there looking for something. But God, because he's so great, because he takes the impossible and make it possible, because we had a man of God who believed God, was teaching. And I was drawn to his teaching style. And I said, God, that's what I want to do. Just like that. <laughs> and then I seen some things happen in the church. <laughs> I seen some fire take place in the church. Yeah, I seen some, some literal fire happen at a location that we was in. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I seen what bishop and pastor had to deal with with the people. And then I came to myself. <laughs> like the prodigal son. And I said, Lord, remember I said that? Remember? You can keep that. I said, because I don't, no, 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 God. No, no, no. You, you gave it to the right people. Because they know how to love. They, when I see how they interact with you guys, and I see them interact with people in the love and the and I'm like, man, I don't want that because I want to fight, bro. Like, come on, man. I don't. I, I, just, come on. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want none of that because they are designed to do what they do. God put them in this position to do what they're doing because they, he, he, he put. He, he put what was needed in them. He's still working on me. <laughs> so I might not call you back. So, not because I don't like you. Because maybe because God's still working on me. So I'm sorry. Ahead of time. I don't I, see me. This is me. <laughs> that's, that's Bishop and Pastor. Look, this is me. Let me hold them. I, I'm better at holding them up because I don't want to go in the front because I'm going to mess it up. See, it's, it, it, it's all right to be honest with where you are. Stop. You know, I know it, it's okay to aspire to want things, but be careful with what you want because you don't know everything that comes with that. Oh, God. There's so much. Okay, let's get to this word. God, we thank you. For your word, we receive your word, we believe your word, we will apply your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. And guess what I learned about prayer? Can I share this? Oh, man. Look, listen to this. I learned that outside of spending time with the Lord in prayer, because we got to spend time. How many know man ought to always pray and not, right? We ought to always pray, always pray. Always seek the Lord. And there are times where we have to go away, meaning whether it's in your room, it's in your closet, it's wherever it is. Spend time with the Lord. Spend time with the Lord because that's how you develop your relationship. But here's what I just learned recently. This is going to blow you away. Check this out. Sometimes I can pray like this. God, I thank you. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'll have it. Sometimes you can pray a short prayer. But what I learned just recently, if I believe what I pray, you better hear what I'm saying. Something because I know you, Lord, I thank you for my family. I thank you, God, and you are good, and Lord, and, and you go into the whole uh, uh, repetition of how you normally pray. <laughs> because if you don't pray that way, God is not going to hear. Am I the only, is that just me? Because I remember, I God, I thank, oh, I want to thank God, thank you, Jesus, for another day. I thank you for waking me up this morning, starting me on my way. I thank you for opening the doors and making a way out of nowhere. I thank you for my, oh, come on, the routine of prayer. The routine of prayer. Be careful with the routine of prayer. God already knows. He knows your family needs um, peanut butter and jelly. Come on, man. He knows already. You've been asking God for the same thing. Change up, God. Bless that family. They need you. That boy needs to be saved. 
I believe you in Jesus' name. Amen. Count it done. Count it done. I've been looking at some of the prayers of of the prophets and some of the prayers that Jesus prayed. Here's what I, oh man, this is cold-blooded because I found this out yesterday when I was on my way to uh, uh, the baby shop. Hey, Cassidy, I didn't think he was coming. So on my way, here's what I realized. This is what Jesus did most of the time in his prayer. Lord, I thank you. Father, I thank you. He thanked them for what it, what it was he was going to do, and he got it done. Oh, man, come on. You better hear me. It don't take. It don't take three hours. Should you pray for three hours? Yeah. But those times that this, this, this prayer that's this short, let me ask you something. Do you, do you believe God? Because if you believe God, he will hear you. He will answer you. He does the impossible. He takes it and makes it look so easy because he's God. And have you dumbfounded? God, oh man. Oh, did I give you the topic? Sorry. All right. Listen to this. You're going to like this. Ready? God's simple instructions brings great deliverance. (laughs) Our God is not complex. Our God doesn't have a bunch of things that is so incredibly difficult. God wants things from us. And they are simple things that God asks for that if we listen to it if we obey it we can have great deliverance we can have great things from God's simple instructions God's simple instructions brings great deliverance you don't believe me alright check this out 2nd Kings chapter 5 beginning at verse 1 now Naaman as we like to call him but in the Hebrew it's Naaman captain of the host of the king of Syria was a great man with his master and honorable because by him listen to this by the enemy Naaman in Syria Syria is the enemy of God Syria is the enemy of God's people did everybody hear me listen to this he is the enemy he is part of the enemy's camp Naaman is part of The enemy of God, Syria. Does everybody hear that? So is he saved? No. Does he know God? No. Is he walking with God? No. Anything about God? No. He's part of the enemy's camp. Does everybody hear me? Okay, listen to this. Check this out. He was a great man with his master and honorable because by him, everybody listen to this, the Lord The Lord had given deliverance unto Syria, the enemy. Everybody hear that? The Lord gave victory to the enemy by this dude, Naaman. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Ah. Listen, God gave victory to the enemy over his own people. God used this mighty man of valor. No doubt, his name, listen, Naaman's name has to do with beauty. His name has to do with beauty. Don't get sidetracked. No, 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 listen. Look, look, see the devil? Ah, oh, he's a, he's a chump. He want you all to turn. Ah, what's that? No, what's this? Listen to what's this. You see? But see how the devil does it? He's so subtle. He's so cool. He sent a mouse. He sent a roach. He sent some noise. No, I'm making some noise. Listen to this noise. Listen to what the Lord is saying. He uses, not only does God use the enemy, this enemy has a big issue. He's a leper. Naaman's name is beauty. 
is, 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 is an honorable name. It's wonderful. If you look up the meaning of his name, it has everything to do with being just a good looking dude. <laughs> You're not convinced yet? Oh, that's not what Robert Lee means? I'm sorry. <laughs> his name has everything to do with looking good, the outer appearance of beauty. That's what his name means. But he is a leper. Ooh, leprosy, an ugly disease. In the natural, leprosy it was so damaged, it was an incurable disease. Let me tell you how cold-blooded leprosy was. In the book of Le- Leviticus, in the 13th chapter, there, is, there are some instructions. God gave instructions on how you're supposed to deal with people with this disease. And they had to be, they, had, they couldn't come within six feet of people. When it came down to the camp, they had to be a far distance from the camp. Nobody can mess with anyone who had leprosy. This was ugly. It, it, de- it practically deformed you because of how it made you look. It turned your skin so white. Ooh, ugly. Ugly, scaled and flaky skin. It was horrible. A horrible disease. Naturally, it's ugly. Spiritually, sin. The ugliness of sin is best depicted by leprosy. Because of its ugliness. Because the only one that can cure leprosy. (laughs) Maybe you didn't hear me on this side with this mic. The only one that can cure leprosy is God. Naturally, ugly, spiritually, sin. The only one that can cure sin is God. So here we have this man, mighty man of valor, warrior who led the army of Syria, and God gave them victory over his people. Woo! Oh, here we go, here we go. Verse 2. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said, here goes the little maid unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria? For he would recover him of his leprosy. So let me show you how God's plan worked. How God wants the unsaved saved so much. This is what he'll do. He'll allow his people that aren't listening, that are, uh, that are doing things they're not supposed to do, that have fallen into idol worship, get caught and be under rule of the enemy. But he'll take somebody and put them in a specific place. So at the right time, So at the right time, when the unsaved comes, that person who knows God, who comes from here where God dwells, who although is a slave now in the enemy's house, here's what she says. Ma'am, your husband that's like that, there's a man in Israel there's a man in Samaria. There's a man who knows God. There's a man who's serving the Lord. The Lord. There's a man. There's a prophet of God that he can go to and get him healed. What's my point? You may be in the place right now that you don't understand why you're there. God, I'm in this place. Why am I here? Shouldn't I be over there? Shouldn't I be free and, and, and doing all these cool things over here? No, daughter. No, son. You're here. And you're here for a season for a reason. I have you here because I want to get somebody saved. 
I want somebody to know my son. You don't stop serving my son. Don't stop serving me. But you are here for a reason, for a season and for a reason. You may not understand why you can't get that job. You may not understand why you're caught up in the particular situation that you're caught up in. You may not understand why you can't get out of where you are. But it could very well be because God has a plan for someone else. It's not just about us. God saved you, oh God. He saved us so we can go and get someone else. Tell somebody else about the goodness of the Lord. Tell somebody else about someone else who's lost, someone else who doesn't know, someone else who's serving another God, not the living God. So God, in his master plan, here's what he does. He takes this one little maid, this one little girl, places her where she needs to be in the enemy's camp. Did anybody hear that? (laughs) God placed his child in the enemy's camp for this time. You don't understand what you're doing. You don't understand what's going on. But let me make a guarantee to you. If you are serving the living God, and you prayed and you trust and you prayed and you believe it and you prayed and you prayed give God some time because all things work together for the good of them who love God who are the according to his purpose you may not understand it but in time God will show you here we go here we go and, she, and, 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 and one, let's go to verse four. And one went in and told his Lord saying, thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. All right, so this guy got wind. All right, now I'm in. Got, he, he heard about what's going on. He said, all right, you know what? Let me go to my master. Let me go to the king. Let me let him know. Listen, I can get healed. Because listen, the sinner, do you know that although some sinners may seem comfortable where they are, let me guarantee you that many of them aren't. They're not happy. They're hurting. They're in darkness. They are searching for an answer. And you know what's so sad? Mount Olive people, we have the answer. We have the answer. And what we'd rather do is sit here in these comfortable prime seats. It's comfortable, isn't it? All right, nice and cushy. You'd rather sit here in your cushy seats and get a word 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 and get a word. Because Sunday after Sunday, I'm, I'm looking around. I see, I see you guys a lot. Hey, again. What are you doing with the word you have? What are you doing why are you sitting here looking at me like I'm crazy? No, you crazy. There's a dying world out there that we have not connected with. Let me tell you who Jesus didn't hang out with. Listen, Jesus didn't hang out up here. No. Jesus would come in here but guess what his ministry was? Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. What Jesus' ministry was out there to those who were in darkness. See, I, we, we've been, I've been talking with you. Bishop and pastor have been teaching us, been schooling us according to the word. And you know what we've been doing? Sitting here getting fat. <laughs> we getting fat off this word. What good is all that word in you and the dying world is out there? Sure. Sure. Oh, you probably didn't hear me when I said this before. We got flyers in the back for the church. You, you, you know what's amazing to me? That not many people sign up for the event. This is not to come at you and, and make you feel better, but if you do, good. Get up off your legs. <laughs> There's children here. We don't have children's ministry yet. 
Get up. Get up and let's do something. Come on, man, because you got to sacrifice to do so much foolishness. Come on. Come on, if, if I said it's party time, come on, you're going to be there. If I said I'm doing a barbecue, you're going to be there. If I said I'm doing anything other than clapping your hands, thumb your feet, giving God some praise, you're there. You're jumping. You might be the first one there. But you late with church? Am I hurting you? You'll be all right. You'll be all right. That's why I stand behind Bishop and Pastor. God, I'm like, God, go ahead. I said, I'm the hammer. I drop the hammer and then I go behind them. That's what they said. They told me. <laughs> get over it. I dropped the hammer on you. Listen, we got to get out there, people of God. Sacrifice. Come on. Come on, man. Let's, let's go out here. All right? I'm including myself. Me two. Me three. Me four. But come on. We, I, I, we don't do this alone. This room is crowded. Not to you. or oh, it is to me. I don't know what you see. Because I see the bigger picture. I think I heard a sermon like that. All right, here we go. Come on. I don't want nobody to get mad with me. Okay, here we go. Um, all right, verse 5. And the king of Syria said, go. All right? Uh, 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 go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten uh, changes of raiment. Because he figured in order to get this blessing, I got I to gotta, I gotta do something. People don't know that salvation is free. Ah, deliverance is free. free. It's free. It's free. You may have to do something, and we're going to get to that, but it's free. Why does the sinner not know this? Because he doesn't serve our God. They don't serve our God, so don't... Listen, do me a favor. Stop putting expectation on people. Stop thinking that they know Jesus like you. Stop getting mad with them if they don't know Jesus the way you know Jesus. Stop. They don't know. So they're thinking, oh, all right, we'll, we'll take this money. Oh, we'll take all this jewelry. You, you, you need that, right, so I can get a blessing? Uh, no. No. He didn't know. The king didn't know. He's the king of Syria the enemy he doesn't know so there's people out there that we're going to step to that don't know so we need the right approach come on here we go all right all right verse 7 and it came to pass when the king of israel had read the letter that he went he closed he tore his clothes and he said am i god Right, this guy, he goes to the king of Israel. Am I God to kill and make alive that this man does sin unto me and recover a man of leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel with me. So listen, this dude, he's not even thinking about God. He's thinking about himself. He's reading the letter. How many times have you read a text? Oh, what? Bishop said, what? We gotta be the church of what? Oh man, what? What are you reading? What are you looking at? Stop. Get out of you. Get over you. It's not about you. Look at somebody and tell them it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. This king all of a sudden made it about him. He's reading the letter and he's, he's just missing the message. Oh, because you can hear a word and miss the message. Don't miss the message. We're going somewhere. Listen. All right, here we go. We're going to get there. Here we go. Um, here we go. Verse 8. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent the king saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come unto me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. In other words, there is a God. There is a man of God who is following God, who knows the Lord, and he's going to know. That sinner is going to know. That person who doesn't know is going to know that there is a God that can heal, that can save to the utmost. That doesn't want you to die, sinner man. That doesn't want you to go to hell. 
we got to get this message of purpose to these people. Amen? Amen. All right. Verse 9. And Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, listen, he didn't even come downstairs. He sent his servant. Go, wash in the Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again unto thee and thou shalt be clean. He sent a word. It didn't say he prayed, he looked to the Lord because all of this teaching, everything that you're getting weekly, the word is in you. I know. You're waiting. Oh, when he comes, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got to, let me go and, and let, me, let me do all these different things. And I'm not saying don't seek the Lord. But if, if you need a word right now, do you have one? If you need a word, if somebody came to you right now, hey, I'm, I'm messed up. I, can you pray for me? Do you got to seek the Lord before you pray? I need something. Do you got to go? Not that you don't go to the Lord, but if you need a word right now, what is in you? You have a word in you. You have a word in you. Take that word that's already in you and you give it to this man. You give it to this woman. They need to hear a word from the Lord that is in you. What have you been doing all this time? What's in you? What's, what's in you? The man of God sends a word. He sends it. He said, all right, this is what you got to do. Go to the Jordan. Go to the Jordan. Here we go. Uh. But Naaman was upset, wroth, and went away <laughs> and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper because the unsaved don't know how God works. Here are his simple instructions. His simple instructions are, go to the water, dip seven times. Because we're going uh, uh, to have people that we go to, and we're going to tell them, all you got to do is believe and receive it. No, but you don't understand. I, I, you know, I, I, I've, been, I've, been sin, I've been doing so much bad. Yo, I killed people. Yo, I was in prison. Yo, I did this. I, I was stolen. I, I cheated. I did, I did this. All you have to do is believe. These are simple instructions. These are simple instructions that the unsaved might not be able to handle. But with the love of Jesus Christ inside of us, we have to let them know, no, no, sir, no, ma'am, no, brother. You can prophesy, no, brother, because he's your brother if he knows the Lord. But if you believe by faith that God is going to do it, no, brother, no, sister, here's what you have to do. Open your heart. Receive the word of the Lord. Believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Ask for forgiveness and he will save you. Simple. Do you believe God? Will you have faith in him? Are those simple instructions? Believe God. But sometimes we think... No, we got we to gotta do this. We got to jump through hoops. We gotta, you, you, a whole bunch of great things got to happen. There are people that believe this. There are, there, you are looking for God to do things in your life. And you think that there is a process. You've been saved for a while. But you're thinking that there's this great process you got to go through. No. Obey God. Believer. Huh, believer. Obey God. What has God been telling you to do? Are you doing it? You're looking for God to heal somebody. You're looking for certain, you're looking for finances. You're looking for, uh, 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 for certain deliverances 
in your home, with your family, on your job. But let me ask you this, my brother, my sister, are you listening to God? Because God told you to stop doing that. God told you to start doing this. God told you to look to him. God told you to stop with the distraction. He told you, put your phone down and spend time with me. God told you, turn the television off. Sacrifice to me. Give me your time. Give me those moments that you are not taking. Give me, give me, give me. God is not asking for a lot, but he's asking you to obey him. Are you obeying him? You want to see the change? You want to see the great deliverance? You want to see great things happen? Listen to these simple instructions. Put down your idol. Turn off that television. Turn down the plate or two. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Turn down the plate or two. Or three. (laughs) Stop. Stop letting your mind go to a place it shouldn't go. Because you, oh, I I know, I get it. I I ain't doing all that. I don't be sinning like that. (laughs) But what you thinking about? What's up, homie? What you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Because you can do it here. You can, you can sin right up here. All that time you spend entertaining in your mind. All that unforgiveness you won't let go of because God told you forgive. And you won't forgive. No, God, you don't understand because he hurt me, she hurt me so bad. And you won't forgive. And you wonder why you're not getting that great deliverance. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Simple instructions. It'll bring great deliverance. You want to be free? Let it go. Follow these simple instructions. You keep your mouth closed, but the Lord said, ask. Ask. Oh, God, here we go. Watch this. All right. So this guy's all, he's, he's really, he's angry. He's, he's upset. Verse 12. Are not Abana and Fapar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel because in his mind, no, why am I going to go to the Jordan? Ew, that's yucky, that's dirty, that's nasty, ew, but he don't know that it was the Ark of the Covenant that stood before the Jordan. Jesus stood before the Jordan and opened the Jordan. The, oh God, listen. It wasn't the people that went first in the Jordan. It was the Ark of the Covenant that stood before the Jordan, and the Jordan had to back up. There's something special about this Jordan. There's sin, there's death by the Jordan. But Jesus is by Jordan. And when Jesus opens it up, He brings deliverance through Jordan. He brings deliverance through this dirty, murky water, through this ugly water. This is what Jesus is going to do by his power, by the word of the Lord. Oh, God, listen. It was the word of the Lord that went into Jordan that caused it to back up. Jordan, here goes goes sinful Jordan. Here goes death. Here goes death, the Jordan. Here goes everything that represents sin is Jordan. Jesus, the word of God, says, we're going forward. Put me in it. Because when I go in, (laughs) everything that's not supposed to be, everything that's not right, everything that's dark, all of the troubles, everything, all sin, all sin is going to be subject to me. All sin.
sin will be under my feet. All sin will be gone. And after, oh good, look, look, look. Because after the word went through, who went through next? The people. Jesus does the delivering. The people go through and get delivered. Jesus goes from death to life. He said he got up from the grave with all power. With all power in his hands. So therefore we, you and I that believe him now can pass from death to life. There is significance in what this man of God is telling him to do. Significance. Listen. Woo! This is yummy, right? Don't you love the word? Oh God. Listen. Now verse 13. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do something great, so he told you to do three backflips, spin around, jump three times, ride up, and then run back down, and then flip, and then jump over, and then spin around, and then take your knife, spin it around your head. Do something so crazy and ridiculous and hard. Look, 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 look. (laughs) Wouldest thou not have done it? So as opposed to these simple instructions, if he gave you some difficult instructions, wouldn't you follow that? Look at somebody saying, I need some good people around me. Because we need some people. Stop talking to people that's padding your foolishness. That's talking to you and telling you all the wrong stuff. You need some right people. You need the right people in your ear. You need some people that know the word in your ear that you're talking to that's going to give you some sound doctrine, some sound words that's going to help save you, that's going to help change you, that's going to help you in your deliverance. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> so, Wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith unto thee, wash and be clean. So he snaps out of it because here's his problem. And here's the problem for me because I'm not talking about you. The reason why he didn't want to do this is because that first sin that got Satan kicked out of heaven kicked in. I am a mighty man of valor. I am a captain on the army of Syria. What do you mean go into this water? Do you know that in order for that sinner to come to God, do you know that before you came to God, you had to... yourself the reason why you're not getting that great deliverance because your pride in whatever area it is your pride is stopping your deliverance there are simple instructions as to what it is we got to do folks but your pride is in the way your pride will listen to a message like this and say well I ain't got to do all that Oh, there's a guy, so I ain't got to do all that. Not like, not, not, that's not you, Nick. That's not you. <laughs> I ain't got to do all that. Simple instructions. Simple instructions will bring you great deliverance. Uh, say, wash and be clean. Verse 14. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times because seven times is the number of what? Seven times. Thank you, God. In the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh. Oh, God. His flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. In other words, see, when God does it, when you get saved, you go from death to life. You go from unclean to clean. You go from dirty to, oh, baby. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, 
God makes it new. Old things are what? Behold, all things are become new. New flesh. New look. A new freshness. Because when God saves you, you ever look around and say, and find out the age of certain people, you say, oh, man, you, you look good. What is it, Jesus? <laughs> because when Jesus cleans you up, oh, check this out. He doesn't just clean the outside of you. What he did for this man who became a man of God because he believed after this because my time is up. Uh, he became a man of God right after this. Not only does God clean up your, ins- uh, your outside, it's the inside. He walked in, he followed the simple instructions and those simple instructions after the seventh time took him from internal cleansing to outer beauty. Oh, God. God gave him beauty for his ashes. Simple instructions brings great deliverance. Give God a praise.